This is Closer to the Fire from the Voice of the Martyrs Canada with a focus on the persecuted church around the world. I'm Greg Musselman. Since the Iranian Revolution in 1979, the government of the Islamic Republic of Iran has been accused by several countries, including the United States, of training, financing, and providing weapons and safe havens for terrorist organizations, including Hezbollah in Lebanon, Hamas in Gaza, the Houthis in Yemen. They also support terrorists and militant organizations in Iraq and Syria. However, Iran considers such groups to be national liberation movements with the right to self-defense against the Israeli military occupation. Iran is also one of the most dangerous countries in the world to follow Jesus and is listed number nine on the 2024 World Watch list produced by Open Doors. Life in the Islamic Republic continues to be difficult for the followers of Jesus and converts attend underground church services at incredible risk. But yet, the church continues to grow. And joining me to talk about his home country is Dr. Hermo Shariot, the founder and president of Iran Alive, a ministry with the goal of transforming Iran into a Christian nation through satellite television, discipleship, Bible distribution, and so much more. Hermos, welcome back to Closer to the Fire. Well, thank you so much, Greg, for inviting me to speak. Yeah, there's always things going on in Iran, and I talk a lot about it in the meetings that I'm in, in interviews, that God is working in the midst of everything that's going on. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But Iran, of course, is in the news all the time for the wrong reasons, because they support terrorist organizations. So when you look at uh, Iran, why are they so passionately against Israel? Well, there are two reasons. One is a spiritual and one is a political. The spiritual, the hatred for Israel is a spiritual thing. You see it around the world for no reason. I mean, even in the U.S. and in uh, universities in the West, you see some people hate Israel for no reason. So, and it has always been that. Uh, Being the people of God, that God used them to bring Messiah to the world, and we know that at the end times, God is going again to use them uh, for the salvation of the world. So it's uh, not a surprise that the hatred is there. Of course, the uh, root is uh, the hatred from Ishmael. These are Arabs uh, who hate, supernaturally hate the children uh, of Israel. And uh, so number one is a spiritual. We have to understand there is no logic of why um, many people, not just Muslims, many people around the world, for no reason, they hate Israel. They have always done uh, that. Number two uh, is political. The Iranian government needs an enemy, always has. From death to America, the great Satan America, they need an, an enemy outside Iran, so they will keep the minds of the Iranians busy. For example, the first 10 years in the uh, in Iran after the Islamic Revolution, the government of Iran welcomed a war with Iraq. For yeah. 10 years, for eight years, they had that war and it really benefited. It, they um, stabilized themselves, they put their foot in underground and uh, they, were, they were looking forward to continuing it. So uh, political reason and spiritual reason. And you yourself were one of those you know, haters of America and Israel. So that's something that's really indoctrinated into the people of Iran. 
That's right. I was uh, before I become a Christian, of course, and um, I have repented of that mm. since then. I, I was on the streets of Iran as a young man um, on, in 79, uh, shouting death to America uh, and death to Shah. And of course, in my heart, I was saying, not yet, please. I want to go there and get my PhD there. So, uh, yeah. And mo most Iranians love America and love Israel. But not many people know that. There is a growing love for Israel in Iran. It's a change. It's a battle uh, between what the government thinks and what the people think, what the government wants and what people want. So when the government of Iran uh, does these rallies of death to Israel and uh, death to U.S., the people of Iran are saying, no, we love America. And why should we hate Israel? They have done nothing to us. It's you, the clergy. No. You're the ones who made our lives miserable. If you want to hate, we hate mm. you, not Israel. <laughs> so, okay, then, because uh, I'm trying to think of why has there been this shift, you know, in not hating America, not hating Israel? Is it because they don't trust the government and saying, well, if they're telling us to hate Israel and to hate America, it must be because they've got an agenda. Is that is that kind of what's happening then, Hermos? Yes, that's a part of it. Whatever government of Iran does, you know, there's such a disconnect between the government of people, whatever they are for, the people of Iran are against. Whatever they are against, the people of Iran are for. But another dimension of it is that people of Iran have started thinking. You know, the great spiritual breakthrough happened in Iran is this. People of Iran started thinking. Muslims are not allowed to question. Right, are yeah. not allowed to think. You have to accept it. Questioning that uh, questioning makes you uh, like an unbeliever. In some uh, countries, questioning Islam, you get lashes right. just questioning. So, uh, but there is a spiritual battle in Iran. One sign of spiritual freedom in Iran is that people of Iran are free to think. They are studying Islam. They're rejecting Islam, not just because of emotionally, but they know what they're doing. They've studied Islam. They've experienced mm. Islam. It's not an overnight emotional decision, rejection of Islam in Iran. For the people of Iran, it's a very determined, based on research, based on experience. So that's why I make this outrageous statement. Iran is not an Islamic nation, and it mm. will never be. I heard you say that, and that's actually was my next uh, question, uh, because I've heard you say that in interviews and when you're speaking, and then there's this, what are you talking about, Hermos? It's the Islamic Republic of Iran. Uh, so why, what's happened then? Why is it no longer, as you say, a Muslim or Islamic country? They have experienced Islam for the last 40 years, and it took 40 years for Iranian people to take that journey. In the first 10 years, they were thinking Islam is going to take over the world, and they were giving their lives for Islam. They were ready to do it, and they did it in the Iran-Iraq war. But gradually, they start asking questions. Uh, they went to this phase of saying, oh, Islam is good. Islam is good. It's just our government is implementing Islam wrong. So nothing wrong with Islam. That went for another 10 to 20 years. But the last 10 years, people of Iran have come to this conclusion. The problem is not with our government. 
the problem is with Islam itself. Mm. So that's why we see such a high rate of conversion in Iran, because they're not just rejecting the government, they're rejecting Islam, and they're open because of the openness of freedom to think. They're looking at all religions. There was a survey done by two university professors in Europe. They asked about 50,000 Iranians, what do you think? What do you believe, actually? What do you believe? That's pretty good, solid research. 50,000. And it's available online. Did you know, as a result of that survey, less than one-third said, we believe in Islam. Really? Wow. Less than one-third. And another one-third said, either God is not important to our lives, but and there is no God. Just kind of secular thinking. Right. No religion so, at all. Yeah. That's right. The last one-third were all over the place. They were looking at Eastern religion, the New Age religion, of course, Christianity. And that's why that last one-third, they're looking and the growth is there. That's where um, Christianity is growing really fast. Is that why Iran is different than some other? And again, you're saying it's not a Muslim country, but I think for you know, the sake of our discussion, it's an Islamic nation, or it's at least been Islamized. Yes. Uh, but many are either they're leaving Islam, and there's this fast you know rate of growth of the church in Iran, the fastest in the world. We understand. Uh, is that because people are? thinking and and because of they understand some of the history you know to your you know that nation that you know was kind of islam was forced on them definitely they feel that uh, they were invaded uh, by islam by force upon them now the the truth the history is coming out uh, it's all over greg and people are reading about it what are they reading is the first few years of islam in iran they're reading about how islam invaded Iran killed right. so many people, raped so many women, took so many of the women and children for slavery. So this is coming out, not made up. It's their own history written by Muslims. So because of that, Islam has been totally discredited. Now, there is good news, Greg. The more Islam is discredited, Christianity and, and Christ is being credited. The more they reject Islam, the more they're attracted to Jesus. They have a positive feeling about Jesus. Let me share you this, this story. You know, yeah. I've more than once I've talked to Muslims, Muslims by name. Everybody who lives in Iran and their uh, ID card is Muslim. Okay, even yes. if they don't follow Islam. Yeah, so I ask them, as well. Yeah, sure. I ask them, what do you think about Islam? This is a typical answer I get. Oh, I don't believe this God of Islam. I, I don't believe, uh, you know, Muhammad was, a, uh, I'm sorry, pedophile. I never call it, but they do it. They so, oh, married a uh, six-year-old and a nine-year-old. And I don't believe, I don't believe in Islam. Uh, uh, so I say, what, what do you believe then? So, well, I believe if there is God, God is a God of love who loves us and asks us to, to love one another. It's a, a God who forgives us and asks us to forgive one another. I mean, they describe the God of the Bible. And that's right. why when at Iran Alive, you know, we have 24-7 broadcasts and we have done it over 20 years. When we talk about Christ, it resonates with what God has already written on their heart. Amazing. 
they have more positive view of Christianity than Islam in Iran. Wow. And that's amazing because we see how the church is growing there and it's very dangerous still, even though it's not a Muslim country like it once was, you know, because people are leaving and, you know, but still it's dangerous to be a follower of Christ. Now, as mentioned, Iran is number nine on the Open Doors World Watch list. And and here's just one example that, I mean, we have so many reports uh, coming from Iran Alive and other organizations that we work with uh, that have contacts in Iran and some of the things that are going on. But here's just one example. Uh, a Christian by the name of Esmail Nurimanpour has been repeatedly put into detention for his faith in Christ. And so back in April 2021, he was detained along with three others and tortured brutally by the authorities. And two days later, due to the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic, these four Christians were released on the condition that they would agree to return to custody when they were summoned. And although eventually they were cleared of any criminal offenses in November of that same year, they were ordered to take re-education classes about Islam. And then on Christmas Eve, this past Christmas Eve in December, Ismail was again apprehended by security forces. And during that most recent arrest, his house thoroughly searched and his Christian books were confiscated, even though there was no warrant had even been issued. Now, the next day, he was allowed to make a short phone call to his family. And while he was conversing with his loved ones, Ismail, he was about 150 kilometers away in prison at that time. And then his wife and brother attempted to follow up on the case. They were then detained in question. Again, you see the intimidation here. That went on for several hours. And at least three other Christians were also reportedly arrested around Christmas. But uh, no details on that one at this moment. And today, numerous Iranian Christians remain in prison because of their faith. And they're often detained without any conviction. And Hermos really, again, this is, you know, there's a couple of isolated stories here, but this is quite common in Iran. That's correct. I see that as a positive sign. I'm a very positive person, okay? I look at it positive. That's a sign of us Christians winning. That's why the Iranian government is afraid of us. Hmm. They're afraid of Christianity, and they have no answer to it except violence except uh, putting them in jail and putting fear. So Christianity is growing really fast in Iran, according to Operation World Manual, fastest mm -hmm. growing evangelical population in the world. And the government knows that and they have no answer except to intimidate and put fear in the hearts of um, Christians. And every year right, around Christmas time, they arrest uh, sometimes 40 50, 100, 20, it varies every year, but they do that. You know why? Because in Christmas, the highest number of Muslims coming to Christ is during Christmas. Uh -huh. They are so open to the message of the gospel. Did you know many Muslims put the Christmas trees in their homes during <laughs> Christmas? They're very open to the message uh -huh. of the gospel. Over the years as a pastor and then broadcaster, the highest number of conversions we have ever had is during Christmas time. They are open to the message of the gospel, why Christ came on earth. And government of Iran knows that. Well, our house churches, this is so I'm gonna reveal what we do, but the government can hear it, but they cannot do anything. <laughs> during the Christmas, we ask our house churches in Iran throw multiple Christian Christmas parties and invite Muslims. And tell them, this is a Christmas party. And Muslims will come. And they're really? open. And 
just explain what Christmas is. It's natural. You're here. This is Christmas. Let me tell you what Christ did. And we had the, so many people come to Christ during Christmas time. And the government knows that. So what can they do? Just put fear in hearts of Christians. I mean, they arrest them. And if you gather and evangelize other Muslims during Christmas, we will arrest you too. So mm -hmm. the only answer the Iranian government has is fear and intimidation. That's why you see these um, arrests. Um, let me share another thing. Sometimes yeah. I think the Iranian government believes in the power of church more than we do. Why? Because they are so afraid Christians get together. Did you know there are many Christians right now in jail in Iran? What's their crime? And some of them up to 10 to 12 years. Yeah. What's their crime? Their crime is you attended a house church. That's it. 10 years. You get 10 oh. years. They're afraid of us getting together. And uh, praise the Lord for the voice of the modern Canada. You have been friend. You've been supporter. And together we have made a big difference mm -hmm. in Iran. Yeah, it's phenomenal what's going on there. Uh, and when when I think about the church in Iran, and again, fear is something that, uh, you know, governments and, you know, Islamic groups and, you know, Hindu groups and India and all these, that's the number one thing. And we're all humans. There are no superhuman Christians. There's some that are more uh, mature and maybe, uh, you know, don't have as much fear, but there's human beings there. And and you're dealing with a lot of new Christians, Hermos, with Iran Alive, people calling in, making a decision uh, to follow Jesus, and because they're baby Christians now. How do you encourage believers in Iran in that kind of environment? I don't encourage them, Greg. They encourage me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They have that supernatural love for Christ, the supernatural um, courage for Christ, because, you know, coming from darkness, you appreciate light. They know what they've found. Be without Christ, there was no future for them. Mm. And uh, this young man was, was in touch with us, and we were telling him, what? Be careful, you know, are you using VPN? Are you using, are you secure? He said, I'm not afraid of them. They are afraid of me. The government okay. is afraid of me. That's why they want to arrest us. And uh, and then he says, uh, I said, well, they could kill you. He said, I was dead when Jesus found me. Oh. I was dead. I had no life. So I'm not afraid of death. That's a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit, bringing that um, courage to many, many Christians in Iran. They go on streets. Even today, I heard several testimonies of Iranian Christians going on streets, going and sharing the gospel with taxi drivers, with, with wow. people in the parks. They're not afraid. That That's, you know, persecution is coming to the West and we need to we need to learn from that. We oh yeah, no absolutely. Now I I mean I get asked this a lot because in the Muslim world especially, and I know it happens to Hindus and Buddhists and atheists and you know people that are just kind of in a secular culture like Canada have dreams and visions. But in the Muslim world, it's quite amazing what's happening in terms of dreams and visions. You know, seeing the man in white and. I mean, God is working, no question. More Muslims have come to Jesus, I've heard, over the last 30 years than the previous 14, 1500 years of Islam. But what would you say is the percentage then of people that come to Jesus that way 
opposed to broadcasting, which you do, uh, you know, people sharing their faith, uh, maybe, you know, in many ways that they might encounter Jesus, the message of the gospel. Uh, but in terms of the dreams and visions, I mean, do you have any idea what that might look like, Hermos, in terms of numbers of those that encounter Christ in such a supernatural way? The number is very high, especially for the uh, older folks. What I mean is over 25, 30, they see more. Okay. The younger generation, they see less because they're thinking. They okay. they don't need that. But uh, uh, one time I, at a conference of 70, 75 uh, Muslim background believers, it was a training conference. I asked how many of you had a supernatural experience to before you came to Christ. Almost everybody had their hands on. Very few, less than five. They, it, it's so normal, right? It, you know, the culture, uh, the Middle Eastern culture is very spiritual, very open to supernatural, and especially with Jesus, they expect him to the supernatural. He raised the dead. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what Muslims believe. He healed the sick. So uh, it happens so often. It's normal. It's not, I mean, they don't make a big deal. Yeah, yeah, just, just appeared to me. And then that, I mean, for us, it's, yeah, really? Yeah, we it love those stories. <laughs> it's the book of Acts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah no, it's very yeah. normal. It's very common. It's, uh, and it's, it's Jesus, his grace. He knows these Muslims. They need something supernatural to be set free from that spirit of slavery, spirit of Islam is slavery. And you need something like that to break away from that chains of Islam. Right. And, and we're seeing, you know, phenomenal things. Uh, I'm going to ask you about AI in just a moment and, tar and artificial intelligence, because that's your PhD. But before we do that, there is a prophecy in the book of Jeremiah place called Elam, which is modern-day Iran. What's God going to do there? What's the prophecy, Hermos? Not many people know. They know that God says, I will set my throne in Jerusalem, but yeah. not many people know there is a second place. Jeremiah 49, 38, he says, I will set my throne, exact the same word, my throne in Elam. Wow. So as Iranian Christian, we know we're going to win. We know Iran will be a sending nation. We know Iran will be blessing the whole world because mm -hmm. when he is the king uh, over Iran, he has set his throne in Iran, he will use Iran to bless many nations. So it impacts how we approach it. We know the end results. We know Iran will be a Christian nation. It, God has promised it. And I, I want to encourage everybody, would you pray for that? And would you get involved? Let's work together to make history in Iran. This is the time to change the direction of the history in Iran. And we can't do it alone. Let's do it together. Because once Iran is a Christian nation, it will impact the whole Middle East and even the world. And by the way, it's promised. Yes. It is promised. And yeah. we're going to do it. Yeah, it's written down, and uh, that cannot be changed. And, it may, and maybe that's part of the reason that Iran is seen in such a negative light right now in terms of sponsoring terrorism, going after Israel, because the enemy knows. He knows what it says about Elam, you know, modern-day Iran. Do you think that's a part of why we see, you know, again, the sponsor of terrorism and causing so much destruction around the world? Yes, I, that's, that's the enemy's strategy. 
you see that over the Jews. The Jews, God chose them, sets, he will set his throne there. He has used that small nation to bless the whole world. And you see the enmity of uh, Satan in many ways to destroy that nation. Now, because Iran also similar promised that Iran will be a blessing to the whole world, he will set his throne there. The similar enmity between Satan and Iranians are there. The Islamic Republic of Iran is there to destroy Iran. And mm -hmm. that's so clear. There is not just mismanagement. It's not just looking for power. They are destroying our culture, this destroying the base of uh, uh, the power of Iran. I mean, the, the mindset, the hearts of Iranians. So that's a uh, that's reason that's a reason that they are so against Christianity because the enemy knows that God said he has set his throne there yeah. so he's trying to stop it but he can't the more he does persecution the stronger the church grows and the, the uh, and it grows in numbers and in strength so at the end he is the loser Iran will be saved Amen. Iran will be a Christian nation Iran will bless the Middle East, and Iran will bless the world. Mark my word. Actually, don't mark my word. Mark your Bible. Mark. Amen. Go go into Jeremiah again. What's the reference again, Hermos? Jeremiah, Jeremiah 49, verse 38. Uh, from verses 34 and on is about Elam, and it's precisely what's happening in Iran today. Start reading verse 34. See, the last 40 years, these verses have been fulfilled. It is phenomenal what God is doing there. And I'm going to give a link to your book, which you talk a lot about, Iran, your own personal testimony, which includes, and I'll do that a little bit later on, and also have the link in the episode notes. But now, as you mentioned, you have a PhD in artificial intelligence, which I remember when I met you, I thought, that's an interesting thing. And, art and now, of course, everybody's talking about it. And we did discuss it on a previous podcast. And AI, for sure, is a very hot topic. Some people are so excited about it. And others are just absolutely dreaded in fear of what might happen to our world. But let's take it from, forget about you know the, the world side of these things. How about in ministry, Hermos? How can AI be used? Or what do you think uh, you know some of the possibilities are? Yes, AI is a tool like other tools, but it's very powerful. It, it is change the the world. The next five to ten years, you will not believe. It's a great revolution of change. It brings such a deep change in every area of society will be changed. Now, as Christian, either we can say, "Oh, don't touch it. That's the devil," you know. And some people, some Christians are afraid. But uh, it's a tool. Go use it for the Lord. If you stand back. The enemy will take over and use it for evil. Why not use it for good? Tool is tool. Use it for good. And we have started doing that And in our ministry. There is potential to use AI to serve the Lord. And we have several projects and have written them down. And I'm praying that God will provide the funds to implement it in 2024. Wow. Oh, well, we'll definitely be looking forward to that. I mean, years ago when television was coming on, you know, that's the that's the devil's box, you know, and uh, don't use it. And of course, we know that the Lord can use television. He can use the Internet. Is there a lot of destructive things on the Internet, pornography? And absolutely. The, the enemy is there for sure. He's involved in television. He's involved in movies. 
for sure. He's perverting all these things, but God is also using it. I mean, there's some wonderful, uh, powerful Christian movies that are out right now of a high level, and God is using it to reach people. What you're doing, you know, through uh, Iran Alive, God is using it in such powerful ways. And again, I'm going to put a link on uh, the website here, uh, Hermosa's book, Iran's Great Awakening, How God is Using a Muslim Convert uh, to Spark Revival. It's amazing. Now, Hermos, I had an opportunity to meet a brother by the name of Seed Pakniak. He is a pastor in Canada, has two churches in the Toronto area, also has a church in Montreal. And so I was interviewing him in the, the Toronto area, and he's in a place called North York, which they were telling me was like Little Tehran. There's so many uh, Iranian Farsi-speaking people there. And that church is absolutely exploding in terms of numbers of Farsi people that have come to Canada because of this brother, how he came to Jesus as a former Muslim and going through difficulty, he turns the television on because there was a, there was a storm and it messed up his satellite. The guy fixed it. And now this station comes on Iran alive and he sees it. And it may, he, he wasn't positive who was the person that was on, but that person just ministered saying there's somebody watching and you're really struggling and you can't sleep. Well, that was him. So Saeed called in, made a decision to follow Jesus. So this is the fruit of your, you know, of your ministry. Not only what you're doing, you know, right now through Iran Alive, but others that have come to Jesus and are doing online ministries like Saeed. They've baptized hundreds of people in Canada. I mean, that must warm your heart because I know the kind of ministry that you have. It's very difficult. There's a lot of challenges. There's spiritual warfare. But when you hear testimonies like Saeed, and by the way, I'll also put the link there on the episode notes to see this uh, amazing story. In fact, I was just uh, conversing with him uh, on uh, Messenger the other day and just, you know, checking in and all that. But that must bring a joy to your heart when you hear that. It is a joy with all the suffering. Jesus died for us. I mean, this suffering yeah. is, does not compare to what he did, but the joy, the joy of people coming to Christ and their lives being changed and the transformation we see that that's that's the motivation uh, for us and uh, and the church is growing uh, growing fast growing underground growing and we need to help it grow spiritually also not just just the numbers um, people who love these testimonies uh, you can go to our website iranalive.org iranalive.org there is a testimony uh, button. Just click it and you will read a lot of these testimonies of life changes there. And um, subscribe because I, I write uh, testimonies and once a month I do a newsletter. Yeah. Subscribe and be in touch with us. And if the Lord leads us, let's change the world through Iran. Absolutely. And so don't just be hearing about Iran and all the things that, you know, with Hezbollah and Hamas and everything that's going on. Remember that God is working in a very, very powerful way. Before I let you go, Hermos, and I appreciate your time here today, and you're a good friend and a partner of the Voice of the Martyrs Canada, but the most important thing we can do, and you already touched on it, is to pray. So could I get you to be praying about what's going on? Maybe even think of our friend Esmail, who is going through some real difficulty right now in Iran and many believers that are imprisoned, uh, and also, you know, what God is doing there, that we know... The gates of hell will not prevail against the church in Iran. We know that for sure. But there are people that are casualties of any war. And there's a lot of families that have been, you know, put into very difficult situations, family members imprisoned, and people have fled the country. So there's a lot of challenges going on, but there's also great things. So can can you lead us yeah. in prayer, brother? Sure. I will I'll pray for protection, but 
I remember of a book of Acts when they were arrested, they did not pray for protection. That's they true. prayed for boldness and signs and wonders and power. So I pray for both. Lord, I pray that you protect your church in Iran from the, not just from the Iranian government, but from uh, wrong teachings, the cults, the deception of the enemy that wants to infiltrate your church to make him weak. I thank you for those who are in jail, Lord. I pray you uh, do a visit, Lord. Not, the walls cannot stop you. I pray even at jail, they will have an encounter with you, the Christians, and they will be encouraged by you. I pray, Lord, that you use your church in Iran. Give them a boldness. In the name of Jesus, we remove, reject every spirit of fear, which mm -hmm. is a spirit of Islam, in church and in Christians. Yes. We proclaim we are not afraid because who, if you are with us, who can be against us? So I pray for boldness for the believers in Iran. I pray for wisdom. I, I pray for power. Power, Lord. I pray that when they uh, speak your word, people will come to you. I pray that when they pray, we will see signs and wonders and healings and freedom, just as you cast out demons, as you pray, that they will do the same, that mm. as they pray for people, they will see signs, wonders, freedom from demonic spirits and healings of hearts and bodies. Mm. Give your church in Iran power to shine for you. In Jesus' name, man. Amen. Let me pray for you. Lord, I just thank you for my friend Hermos and uh, the friendship that we've had over the years and the partnership with the Voice of the Martyrs and being able to participate in what you're doing in Iran. It is phenomenal and we think about it. And I know many people, when I even tell them about what's happening there, they're surprised. Well, how can that be happening? Well, it's because you are working. Your Holy Spirit is working. And I thank you for Hermos and his team. I pray that you'll continue to meet uh, their financial needs, all the things that they need, as you have done for many, many years now, and continue to do that. We know, Lord, as we get closer to the end, things will intensify. But as Hermos prayed, we, we don't have fear. Uh, Lord, that you would protect us and, and keep our minds steadfast on Jesus. And so I thank you for my brother. I continue to use him and again, the team there so powerfully for the things of your kingdom. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Again, Hermos, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, you're the president, founder of Iran Alive. You mentioned your website. I encourage people to go there. Hear the testimonies. Hear how you can get involved. It's iranalive.org. That's iranalive.org. And Hermos, again, thank you again for joining me. Uh, you're one of the most positive guys I know. Uh, there's, you know, you like you remind me of Bob Fu of China Aid. You know, so many things, hearing so many difficult things that are going on in people's lives, and yet there's a big smile because it's that joy of the Lord that you have in you. And uh, so again, we appreciate you and thank you again. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate you very much. And the voice of the martyrs in Canada have been great friends, supporter of persecuted Christians around the world. You have you have made a difference. Well, you have made a huge difference, and we just love partnering with uh, organizations like yours. Again, Hermos, thank you so much for joining us from the Lone Star State of Texas. God bless you, brother. God bless you. And remember, the closer you are to Jesus, the closer you are to the fire. <laughs>